Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clear vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emisgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey, everybody. Guess what time it hey is? Hey, everybody. It's Applied Rigor Podcast a- Time. <laughs> Applied Rigor Podcast <laughs> Time. Welcome. You missed us, didn't you? I know you did. It's only been a week. It's okay. Or if you have been slacking and listening and not downloading when you should, it could be longer, but that's okay. We'll forgive you. Grace abounds. Welcome back to the fold. Today, I have next to me the man, the myth, the legend, the rock star, Let's go. If you will, let's go. Let's do this. Dave Jones. Instant energy insanity he takes things to make his brain work better he's like uh he's like an amoeba and a robot all into one he's like amazing mr mr artificial intelligence but intelligence but that is not artificial it's dave jones i confuse myself a lot (laughs) can we hashtag that just hashtag right now i confuse myself a lot and then put a picture of dave if you can find it on the internet i'm sure there's one there Hey, uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that I think is just, it's, it's, it's a favorite topic of mine. It's, is it really? Are you just saying that? No, I really do. I love this. The idea is that here, here's the question or here's the thought, how to build a unified team that competes every night. If you're in a business situation, I would say it this way, how to build a unified team that competes every day or it competes all the time. Yeah right? Where we're taking people, whether it's in a sporting event or it's in an office space, and what we're trying to do is unify them around something, go in a direction and actually make a difference, right? Yeah. So, you know, the Ply Rigger podcast is about peaks and valleys and, you know, how do you, you know, get out of the valley and how do you stay on the peak? And, you know, if you want to prolong the peak, um, this is a great template of how to build a team that competes every night, whether, like you said, like whether it's in a corporate or in a sporting setting, these are the steps that are non-negotiable. Yeah. So what we're going to do today is we're going to hop back and forth a little bit where we're going to give you some examples of this uh, when you're coaching a sports team, which both Dave and I have done and do. And then we're going to hop back into kind of cube land, as I was calling it earlier before we started, which is, you know, the business experience, whether you're running a restaurant or you're running an office space, you're running a location for a company. And we've, you know, there is going to be a lot of similarity here. And so this is what we want to jump into. And so, Dave, why don't you kick us off here? All right. So it's really, you know, six steps here. Um, Number one, you're going to set the vision. Number two, you're going to execute the vision. We call that strategy. A plan to execute the vision is a strategy. Okay, so number one, vision. Number two, strategy. Number three is the brand and the culture of the vision and the strategy. Okay, number number uh, four is communicating the vision and the strategy. So we set the vision. We have a strategy, a plan to execute the vision. We have the brand, the culture behind the vision. Um, and then how are we going to communicate it? Five, we're praying, thinking about how we're doing that on a daily basis. And then six, we're taking action. So through all these steps, and I know we're going to go back and forth through all these, but through all these steps, there is this managerial side where um, we're stepping back as leaders of the organization or the team, as leaders of the team, we're stepping back and we're managing the emotional uh, aptitude of the team 
Right. So this is where we get into high EI, low EI, being a slave to your emotions, um, not being a slave to your emotions, being a champion, uh, not being a slave, but being a, um, uh, being in a position to um, uh, not be a slave, yeah. which means that you know you're the master of your emotions. Sorry, you're a master of your emotions, not a slave to your emotions. Well, and one of the big Dave Jones sayings, if you will, is that yeah. sports is a petri dish right? For emotions. And so a lot of times you see in sports, people respond differently, but maybe in your office culture, you don't. But the reality is maybe they are, but they're keeping it inside. And so as we go through this, you know, what we want to be able to do is be able to give you some handles. If you're, if you're leading in an organization, or even if you're coaching a team, just kind of a step-by-step process for you to begin to figure out how do I build this team? Because at the end of the day, yeah, how they compete, um, you know, whether there are wins or losses or whatever, those things happen, but those things are byproducts of doing this first, which is a lot of between the ears type work. Yes. Uh, it, it, and it's setting the tempo, you know, and setting the stage for a successful team. So, you know, if you're a coach out there in the youth hockey, or not youth hockey, in the youth world, uh, I happen to be involved in youth hockey, but if you're in the youth world and you just don't have time, that's understandable, um, but you know, having a team that competes every night, you're gonna have to re- you're gonna have to build this in. You're gonna have to say, okay, what is the vision of the team? What do I want this team to do? How do I cast that vision? And some ideas are: we're a fast team, we're a smart team, we're a fast smart team. Uh, we're, <laughs> That's a good addition there. Yeah, man. we're all in. Your vision that you just <laughs> yeah yeah your team yeah what? you know you, you do youth hockey, I do youth soccer. You know, the one I did for my middle age school guys uh, this last season was. We are going to be, we are the best team in the county every day. Hmm. Now, that's easy to talk about on days that we're training or game days, but for my guys, it's how does that incorporate when you're at school? What, how about days that you're not playing? What does it mean to be our best? And I will tell you, as you listen to this, you may be thinking, man, I don't have time. I've only got an hour with these kids and I'm trying to get through drills. I understand all of that, but it literally takes five minutes or less to hit that on the front end of your season, mm-hmm. and you're literally sprinkling these things in in moments before or during drills or whatever as you're recapping or as you're doing whatever. A lot of times for me, I like to talk to my guys during a warm-up. I like to talk to them when they're stretching, um, whether it's uh, you know more active mo- movement stretching or some just you know regular stretching, but just getting their minds right. And very, and I can't remember a time, especially this last season where I got eye rolls or people kind of dazed out. They know the vision, but if you find ways to apply it, it's a big deal and ways to show of what we're doing matters. There's so many lessons and so many components of vision that are super powerful. One of them is, you know, that if you recognize you have a fast team, you got to get the team to believe that they're fast. Yeah. Right, like they may they may be fast, but you got to get them to believe that they're fast and execute that they're fast. Um, and so, you know, some simple things to do is get some T-shirts made up that say "We're a fast team." You know, like you can get it. creative with that. Yeah. You know, in your email communication to parents, here's we're a fast team, and here's why. Um, you know, and so throughout the season, you can sprinkle in, like you said, these moments of of really building the identity of the team of what you see them to be. Well, you know, and it's funny, you know, you talk about that, you know, we built in a mechanism where we called ourselves unbreakable and we would train and I trained these guys hard. I would mention the name of one of our biggest rivals and say, do you think they're doing this right now? Do you think they're working like this? The kid's like, no, 
Yeah. And I'm like, probably not. I don't know their coach. I don't know what they're doing, but we're going to work hard. This is who we are. And so we began to come around this idea that we are better together than we are on our own. And so I went out and bought these little, I went to the dollar store. Actually, my wife did. I got to be technical. My wife went because I asked her to, but she went to the dollar store and bought all these carabiners and they were different colors. I let the kids pick out one that they wanted. And so they each, they would clip them on their bag. And so if they're at school, they can see each other when they're carrying their bag or whatever. And they see this carabiner, man. This means we're together. As we then would get ready for our game, whether it's an away game, we're on the bus or we're getting ready, you know, pre-stretch, pre-warm-up, I'd say, all right, guys, time to click in. And they'd go and they'd take these carabiners and they'd all click in. And it'd be one carabiner chain. Mm. And some of my guys loved it when they weren't in during the game. They'd wear it. And they'd put it around their neck and they'd be like, yeah, you know. And so we'd all clip in. And I'd say, here's the deal. When you clip that clip in, no longer is this about you. This yeah. is now about everybody. Yeah, and good. this is the way we go. And so yeah. when we would get done in our post game, when we'd recap for about five minutes after the game, they'd all start unclipping their, their stuff. And away we'd go. We'd mm -hmm. go our separate ways. And so you're talking about building mental imagery that reinforces a vision. And that can be part of your strategy, your brand, or your culture. Well, if you're going to build a unified team that competes every night, it has to be part of it. Yeah. If you don't have this, you're not going to have a team that competes. They're going to be in their own little silos doing whatever they want. And you, as a coach, can't set any expectation of what you want them to do because they're doing what they know to do, which is yeah. you haven't given them direction. So they're doing whatever they want to do. And so that's not their fault. That's not the player's fault. That's your fault for not setting the expectation of how you see them and how you... You know, you want them to, to play within the big picture of your team, you know, whatever systems you're running or whatever. Now, and don't be afraid to get creative as you as you kind of cross-reference this back into the world of business. Man, there's all sorts of things you can do in terms of pictures in your office or a mm -hmm. rally cry thing, you know, where if you have an employee of the month, they get whatever your goofy thing is, something on their desk that reminds them that this is who they are. You know, I'm a big Notre Dame fan. And so one of the things I did um, when I was leading a team in Atlanta was I went out and literally bought the Play Like a Champion Today plaque, got mm -hmm. it framed, put it over the door. And I said, guys, every day you come in. You're going to play like a champion. This is what we do. Yeah. You know, and you're building those those cultural components. One of the funnest things that I love to do is build trust. And so trust has, has two legs, two prongs to it. It's your language and your behavior. So when you say you're going to do something, you back it up with your behavior, you build a trust dividend. When you say something with your language and you, you contradict your language with behavior, you build a trust tax. Mm. And so part of, so every one trust dividend, every one trust tax, sorry, you need seven trust dividends to counteract that. Oh, wow. So when you're talking about strategy, you're, you know, you're, you're at the end of the team, you're building trust with each other as teams. You can do that in a number of different ways. You can do that with, you know, one-on-one, one-on-two, one-on-three as a, you know, you know what I'm talking about? One-on-two, two coaches, a parent, a parent, coach, child, whatever. Um, and you could do that as a team in your pregame speech. And so when we're talking about the vision, the trustworthy, and the identity, this is what a team is, man. Like, yeah. this is why we're building it together. Uh, and we're doing something together. Has very little to do with the X's and O's. Yeah. You know, you're setting a culture of excellence and integrity and trustworthiness. This is the impact you have of being a leader in your corporation or being a leader as a, as a coach.
And so, again, if you don't have these components, yeah. you're not going to have a team that's unified. Okay, so with that, that thought, let's talk about a word that people hate Yeah. at the end of the day. Okay. Accountability. Yes. How do you I build... Hate, by the way, I hate that word. <laughs> I'm sure you do. How do you build accountability into this framework of vision, strategy, brand, and culture, communicate, pray, and action? How, does, how do you see that function? This is where your assistant coaches come in. This is where the organizational leaders come in. This is where... You know, anybody around you, your spouse, like you have to be open to accountability and you have to put your, we talked about this before, your flap, your fear, your lust, your anger, your pride in check all the time. So as leaders and as, you know, as coaches, you know, we live in a glass house. That's what you signed up for. And if you can't take that, then don't sign up for it. But that's the reality of it, the reality of it. And, you know, we're paying way too much money and we're investing way too much time for there to be a lack of character and a lack of integrity um, and for you to have your pride run the show and to have your emotions run the show. You know, it's interesting because I think as humans, if we're on a team, we want accountability for everybody else, right? But, but when it comes down to us, yeah. it's like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I'd rather take that bucket of grace than the accountability. Yeah. You know, and so the question is, if Did you're you building, say I'd rather take a bucket of grace. Oh yeah, all How day. Unpack that. What's that mean? Why wouldn't you? I want all that grace possible. It says it's okay. You mm. can go get them the next time. Mm. It's okay. Versus saying no. This is what we agreed to. You went against that. Now here are the consequences. Yeah. You know whether it's you're not going to play someone like uh, a couple seasons ago. I had a, we were we were losing. Um, about four nothing in a game, and it was the last ten minutes. And I was getting ready to sub one of my older kids in, and he comes next to me. And we're getting ready to go in, and he's sitting there laughing. And I had to, and I looked at him. And again, I don't know if this was the best emotionally intelligent move, but this is what I did. I looked at him. I go, "Are are you laughing?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "You do know your brothers, the guys that you are in the foxhole with." that are out there that are giving it everything they have and we're still losing. Mm. Is that funny to you? Like they're doing all of that for you. I don't know. I go, you know what? Go sit back down. I go, I'm not putting you in. Yeah. And he went and sat back down. And then I, now again, here's a kicker. I followed up with him after the game and followed up with him again, the next practice. So he, so I could kind of close the loop. We didn't just leave it out there. And I don't know how things went for him when he talked to his parents, but I never got a phone call from his parents, and I never had to deal with that issue again, that, mm -hmm. that, that right of the ship. So that accountability piece is important. Now, huge. Accountability is absolutely 100% huge for yourself and for your teammates. Exactly. Now, I, I, know, I know we got to kind of try to wrap this up a little bit, but I do want to ask this other question. Yeah. Is when we look at this process you laid out on the front end of our podcast... How does that prevent or even eliminate drama, unhealthy ego, and a me-first mentality? Because whether you're in the business world or huh. you're on a team, these things crop up. Every day. Every day. Everybody, I had Coach Bill tell me this once. Um, he said, everybody on a team, parents, coaches, players, everybody's playing their own movie. The problem is we can't see the movie you're playing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, you know, as a coach, it's, you know, it's, it's getting everybody to see the movie that you're playing. Mm. And so when they're not, when they're, when parents and 
players and other coaches, you know, like when they're not when they're not on board with their movie that you're playing, and I'm talking about now, I'm talking about the vision of the team, the strategy, the you know, the drills, the dry land, the video review. Like if people aren't on board with what's happening there, then they have questions, and those questions have a set of expectations for them, and if those expectations don't meet the movie that they're playing, here's where the drama kicks in. Yeah. And so this happens all the time. And so whose fault is it that that drama is happening? Right? I think it's both parties a little bit. Is yeah. You know, maybe the coach or the leader isn't communicating their vision clearly enough for, yeah. for you to understand. So that's a problem. So he has to have a some accountability there. But also the parent or the player has to have some accountability to say, I don't understand what you want me to do. I'm confused. Or I don't understand the vision here. What does this mean? Instead of just leading with your emotions and creating lots of drama on Facebook and emails and, you know, yeah. sending out, get everybody on your side, you know, start, you know, burning the house down with, you know, you know, with different people getting on the side and creating across a bunch of drama. That's just low EI and there's just no position with no position in the workforce uh, for it. Or in, in youth sports. It's interesting. You know, I did a I did a talk for an organization a, a couple of years it, ago right. on drama. Yeah. And I kind of defined it this way. I said, you know, drama happens when I choose me over we. Yeah. And so I think when we think about drama, unhealthy ego, enemy first mentality, mm-hmm. when you see that happen, and I want you to think about this if you're listening from an organizational level, that happens when people become disengaged with your vision. When your vision becomes less impactful, where they don't see the meaning of it, they don't see the um, the reason why they need to stay engaged in it, maybe it doesn't, it's not scratching an itch for them, what will happen is they will begin to migrate over time away from that back to a focus on self. And maybe, maybe when that happens too, they become less productive. And now all of a sudden they start finding themselves maybe in a valley, which as we've talked about so many times, as you pointed out, when you're in that valley, it is about me. It's all about you. Right? And so when that disengagement happens from that vision, these things begin to crop up. So as a leader, if you are noticing today, you have people that have that are causing drama or they have an unhealthy ego or they care about themselves, your next step is to find out and talk to them and ask them about the vision of your organization or the vision of your team. And say, tell me what fires you up about this vision. And if they can't tell you or if it's not much or if you don't buy it, which you yeah. totally cannot buy, you can yeah. see it on their face. Yeah. Now you have a conversation in front of you. Yeah, you do. You know, and figure out why. What happened? Yeah. Have I done something? Like, what's going on? And now all of a sudden you can go down a road to pursue health. The easiest thing to do is to burn somebody's house down, you know, and creating drama. It's the easiest thing to do. When you have integrity and accountability and character, it's now having a dialogue and a conversation and trying to understand each other and where you're you're at for the common good. Not about you for the common good of the organization and the team. Well, it's interesting. So if you pay attention to the NFL, you have noticed in the last few months, you know, all this free agency activity. Well, what happened in these last few weeks is you watched Antonio Brown, and he threatened to do this, leave the Steelers and go to the Raiders. Well, over the last few months, Antonio Brown has been running his mouth on social media and in interviews about his dislike for Ben Roethlisberger, his quarterback, his mm-hmm. dislike for Coach Mike Tomlin, and his lack of accountability with players, 
And you can look at this all day and be like, man, Antonio Brown is just full of drama. Well, let's take what we just talked about. Somewhere along the line, you can watch it happen this last season where he began to stop. To com- he, he started to stop competing. That actually happened in the back half of the season. What that tells you is the vision Mike Tomlin has for that team, which Ben Roethlisberger is embodying. And by the way, it didn't help that Le'Veon Bell just decided not to play this last year because he didn't. He wasn't getting paid what he wanted. So that already was was creating cracks in the mortar, so to speak, of the vision. So Antonio Brown comes in and he sees this. He's also not feeling the love from the vision, and he starts, you know, causing all this drama as well. And so all that is happening now. And you can say, well, the Raiders just got a head case in Antonio Brown. I would say not necessarily because somewhere along the line he got disconnected from the vision for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, and so. When we look at that and we listen to it on sports radio on the way into work or on the way home, we can get extra critical. But I'm going to tell you right now, go back into your organization. Antonio Brown works in your organization. Le'Veon Bell works in your organization. These people are there. And if you don't engage them at that level, you're going to watch the same thing happen and you'll lose business. Your your morale will go down. And all of a sudden, a team that you felt great about will be staring at you with a face of dysfunction instead of unity. I can do this all day. Dude, some, that was pretty powerful. Some powerful words there, man. Stay awake. <laughs> all right. So as we land the plane here, get a vision, build the strategy, the brand and the culture depend on it. If you don't have the, the vision and the strategy, the brand and the culture are just not going to be there. Trust and accountability are huge throughout this. Once you have that brand and that culture, we're communicating the vision, finding ways to communicate the vision all the time and then we're thinking about it we're praying about it yeah and then we're taking action so a lot of times we just get in take action let's go let's go let's go wait what are we doing no we got to slow down build out the vision the strategy think about how we're going to brand and communicate it and through that the trustworthiness will rise up and you'll have a unified team that'll want to compete every night for you and for themselves exactly now as we wrap up what i want you to know is you know we are committed to serving you and to serving you well and so what we're going to do is we're going to post a blog uh a link in the show notes there on itunes um and on google Podcasts. but we're going to post a link to a blog entitled how to build a unified team that competes every night and so what that blog will do what that blog does if you click on it it takes these six things unpacks it a little bit more so that you can actually take it digest it and literally use it as soon as you're done with this podcast so you know Hopefully today you were able to get some handles, you were able to grab onto some things that you can absolutely use and that can make your life easier. And so again, as we always say, you know, take this stuff and then put it in and go apply some rigor. Let's go. Take care.